my impression of tony and matt there did you see that this hey. is techies the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time this is episode number 66 for sunday Whoa. february february however you want to say that 26th 2017 this must be our first show of this month even now that it's the end of the month which is uh kind of crazy but you know still 66 episodes in not bad right I'm yeah. Shane, and I am joined by... Who did I start with last? Let's go with Matt this time. Matt? Matt. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I actually just noticed you always count down uh, the podcast. Uh, we're going to start in 3, 2, 1, and then the uh, intro bumper always goes uh, does a little countdown, too. So it's, yes, it does. <laughs> get a couple countdowns. It's nice. It's true. It's true. So, I figure a six count made more sense, you know. Oh, yeah. Get it extra ready. For sure. For sure. How, how are you, Matt? Are you drinking any any fun drinks Oh, I am. Uh, it's from the Rockies. I have tapped the Rockies tonight. Uh, I don't know if it's Rocky Mountain cold. I can't remember if the indicator is supposed to be blue or silver. It was blue, so maybe I'm drinking <laughs> one beer. I can't tell. <laughs> that means you've had too much. All right, Tony. <laughs> Tony, what's what is going on? Do you drinking oh. anything yes. also? Yeah. I uh, I'm having Heineken. Uh, yeah, there you go. I don't okay. Know. But it's all right. Yep, yep. The truth do they came out in, in Holland. Is it L I T E or do they have the G H in there as well? That is a Miller they, thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they do have the uh, the they, they do spell. Yeah, that is a uh, Miller thing. I don't know if I can say this. Can we do this on? Oh, it's this, light. Ooh, brought to you by. I think, we do that all, I think we do that all the time. So good. Uh, yeah, they do have the light spell. That's called well. free product placement, by the way. We sh- certainly shouldn't have to pay for that. Oh yeah, uh, I have disguised my Coors Light in a Starbucks mug. Ooh, is that a quality Starbucks mug? I had one of those for a while until it broke. <laughs> High quality. This also brought to you by Culver's. Ooh, Culver's! <laughs> Look at Shane. Let's just see how much product placement we yeah. can do. And also, line should we Kugel. be promoting tech? I mean, I guess we talk about Apple a lot, but line we that. Line We're Kugel's, making a lot of money this episode. Yeah. Ooh. This is Liney Northwoods, Northwoods, Northwoods Lager. In case, in case you guys were wondering, is that Liney's? Yes, it is. Mm. Hmm. Could you? Is that what you're drinking, Shane? I suppose we didn't ask you. What you it is. Uh, I have the Liney's Northwoods Lager as well as the Bavarian Ooh. Dunkel. How is that Bavarian Dunkel? I've wanted. That's to try pretty that. good. I think. I think I like that one better. Ooh. Nice. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Anything else? Uh, anything else new? It's been a little while, I suppose. Nothing new with me. Not too much. What about you, Shane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not too much. Uh, I mean, I got a few new pieces of tech. I'm pretty excited to talk about in the future episodes. Here, uh, got a new. I, I can probably talk about them briefly here. The oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Got a new backpack, new pair of shoes. Got the uh, Apple EarPods in a couple days ago. Those what? are working out oh, pretty well. Yet? What's that? Have you been playing around with the EarPods yet? Yes. I've heard a lot of good things about them. 
I have as well, and I tried out chains, and they are amazing. <laughs> I like them. Uh, I like them a fair amount so far, but uh, they were cutting in and out a little bit um, at the Ooh. gym for some reason. But uh, the second time I tried them, they seemed to work better. So we shall see. I'll report back on that in a future episode. Can I just ask you a quick question? Of did you uh, buy them online and wait the ungodly mm-hmm. amount of time, or did you get lucky and just go to an Apple store? Mm, no, I, I ordered them online and waited that ungodly amount of time, and it was fine. I mean, they came <laughs> earlier. They came earlier than they said by like a couple weeks. You know, which oh, seems right. to be the That's case. Which I look six weeks right now, as of right now. Yeah. So. Um, so for me, I guess yeah. maybe it was only four for me then, something like that. Ooh, I have one quick question as well. Uh, mm. When you and Tony swapped AirPods, did you uh, clean them out between uses or just from one ear to the next? There's just all kinds of ear germs on those right now, I think. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Ken, you I might did, want to get yourself checked. I did I did try <laughs> to wash my ears out prior, I think. <laughs> but I'm not sure if, if that's really a, a big concern or not. But uh, I... I probably should have but uh when i saw them i kind of like well these look great and then jane's like put them in yeah put them in sure (laughs) it's all right though i mean you guys are drinking alcohol according to the college kids that kills germs so you should be good yeah well and and, your logic matt it all makes it's a i do make sure to douse my ears in alcohol too uh so yeah pour pour some of that uh yeah dunkle down your ear (laughs) (laughs) not a bad idea i should do the same all right, well, let's talk about some news, shall we? News. The LA Times reports Toyota's window to the world concept makes car windows interactive. So what is uh what's being called the as I <laughs> already mentioned, window to the world? Toyota Motor Europe's concept is something like an Etch-a-Sketch for your car windows. Uh, they have uh, Toyota has provided a video that shows the ability to draw check distances, pinch to zoom, which is kind of different, <laughs> and identify different objects uh, that are outside the vehicle. And so, I don't know, that's... It's pretty crazy. Honestly, I don't. Uh, it's not much more than that, really. <laughs> That's it, it's it's kind of there to keep your kids occupied from what they're making it look like for long road trips. I thought that was kind of neat because I've been on some. You know, as a kid, being on some longer road trips like that, it can be pretty darn boring. And I think this could be both. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how educational, maybe in the sense if it's going to be identifying things outside and you, and it shows in the video, you tap on them and it potentially says what it was. Uh, sure. It could be educational too, I suppose, but I think mostly it's a, it's an artistic and time wasting sort of, uh, <laughs> technology if it ever, uh, takes hold. But, uh, prior to that, uh, announcement, the digital market marketing agency Fusion 92 had deb- debuted a prototype for an interactive window sticker uh, for Cadillac, and that is meant to display price, fuel economy, and so on and so forth. 
and I did take a, a brief look at that, and it really, um, it really kind of looks just or similar to the tags you normally see on in a car lot, and it's just basically an interactive version of those. So, uh, yeah, what? Uh, who, let's see, who's who's the most recent one to have bought a vehicle? Uh, is it you, Matt? Probably right. Ooh, 2010. Ooh, look at that. 2010. Oh no, really? That's the last time. <laughs> yeah. When did you buy it? I didn't hear it. 2010 is my uh, uh, Toyota Yaris. Is that when you bought it last? That's when you actually bought it? Well, it's a 2010, so I might have bought it in 2009. Oh, wow. So... Get up there. Maybe, Must have been you, Misha. For the matter, so I guess Tony's the most reasonable. I don't know if this... <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. I'm just going with someone here. Uh... <laughs> well, I'm looking at the video, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, you know, if you're a kid, you probably love it. Uh, try to make... I, I think it's mostly a time waster, so the kid's not, you know... Um, you know at the parents to like stop or i gotta go to the bathroom or whatever i gotta go to the bathroom daddy not <laughs> now damn it there's a cliff <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking of yes. Tommy boy good good <laughs> it, it kind of reminded me of you know in the winter when you just kind of breathe on the window and then you can start drawing stuff you don't like that you just breathe yeah. on it again sure uh, so we, growing up in in the north like we used to do that all the time and then i came down uh there was it was on a movie somewhere and i was watching it with Someone from a, a native Floridian uh, where I'm at right now, and uh, they had no clue what was going on in that scene. Uh, and I was just like, okay, it's just you know, fog on the window. You kind of draw on it. Yeah. Uh, this is what that kind of reminded me of is just you breathe on the window, you got some uh, precipitation that you kind of start drawing stuff on. So mm -hmm. I thought that was exactly, uh, yeah, what I was thinking too. But then when I saw like the image kind of go as the car was going, and then I'm thinking like the girl's probably like, wait, I want that picture to come back. And it's just, you know, moving in, <laughs> almost like in the scenery. Like... Yeah. Well, and then that got me wondering, does it, <laughs> if you're, if you're going full speed, <laughs> you know, does you just draw something and just, vroom, yeah, it's like, what was that? <laughs> then it looked like she was playing a little game, like, you know, like it's find a house and then, oh, here's the house. And then you just tap on the word and then find a roof. Oh, here's the roof. I don't, right. I don't know if that's a game or if that's what, I just saw it. I think it is. I think that it game is. sounds like a lot of fun, Tony. You should make it. Well, so, it's, it's a, it looks like it's already made. And two, the girl probably looked like she was having some fun. So I think <laughs> I, it's very clear. Or you just whip out your tablet and you just say, screw it. They're very clear in this to say that it is a concept. And mm -hmm. I don't really understand. There, I, I saw comments. I think the original video I saw was posted on Facebook. And they were Facebook. Uh, yeah, Facebook. And the, <laughs> and there were comments in there that um people were saying fake, it's fake. Doesn't even look like wait, What don't you understand about pretty this? real to me. <laughs> fake news is pretty popular right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. a good point. <laughs> that it is. All right. Well, I think we can uh, move on to the next one here. All right, uh, so uh, I just noticed yours was from LA Times. Mine is uh, from the New York Times. So oh. <laughs> uh, the title is A Lawsuit Against Uber Highlights the Rush to Conquer Driverless Cars uh, dash NewYorkTimes.com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was pretty cool. The, the actual, uh, when, I, when I finally, I kind of distilled this down to the essence of the article, I thought it was just a really cool uh, summary of where we're at with driverless cars right now. Uh, the actual... <laughs> punchline is, is kind of it's not very punchy but uh 
let's, let's start out. So it kind of centers around uh, this guy called Anthony Lewandowski, uh, who played a central role in Google's pioneering autonomous car projects. Uh, this was uh, a little while back. And according to his former co-workers, he became frustrated with the pace of progress at Google, worrying that the company was squandering its technical advantage by not moving fast enough. Uh, so fast forward a little bit. He leaves Google in January 2016, just last year, formed the self-driving truck company, Auto. Um, and I think it's only about a half a year. So you know, six months after forming Auto, uh, Uber buys it for $680 million and made him the vice president of its self-driving car project. Uh, so we kind of see this guy's transition from Google to uh, his own company and then over to Auto. Um, and then late last year, Uber, uh, in defiance with California state regulations, went ahead with a self-driving car experiment on the streets of San Francisco. Uh, they, uh, the, the article noted there was one uh, traffic citation where an autonomous Volvo zooms through a red light on a busy street in front of the city's uh, Museum of Modern Art. Uh, apparently, there were six other citations that were you know, similar to, to that one where the, the, the autonomous car is running through red lights and, and whatnot. So, I mean, it's kind of this whole article about this guy, uh, Anthony Lewandowski, who was just very uh, much on the forefront of self-driving cars, autonomous uh, vehicles, um, where he's kind of transitioned to end up at uh, with Uber. And then the whole punchline is just Waymo, uh, which is a... Uh, subsidiary of Alphabet, I believe, which is also a subsidiary of Google, uh, filed a lawsuit on Thursday in the federal court uh, against mm -hmm. Uber and Otto, accusing Mr. Lewandowski and Uber of planning to steal trade secrets. Ooh. Can I so, uh, yeah. may I interject? Uh, I, I, I think, I don't think you can, unless I'm mistaken here, call Alphabet a subsidiary of Google. Aren't they the parent company? Oh, is Alphabet? Yeah, maybe they are. Yeah, Alphabet's the big one. It's like the umbrella and every yeah, the Google and probably Waymore is under them. I don't know how they start. And I don't know if Waymo is under Google. <laughs> if we're gonna go some sort of hierarchy. I, but yeah, I suppose Alphabet is the big one. But yeah, I, thought, I mean the article was a pretty cool summary of. It's pretty much just about this one guy, Anthony Lewandowski, and how, how he went from uh, Google to his own company to. Uh, uh, with Uber and then pretty much the kind of the cutthroat where we're at right now with self-driving yeah. cars where people are just <laughs> testing things anywhere they want uh, without uh, the, the regulations. So uh, kind of funny. Uh, and, and maybe it's just one person's ambition to uh, try and take it to its fruition. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to self-driving cars. <laughs> You've ever said that before, Shane. That should just be, that just needs to be an ongoing <laughs> gag we just keep talking about. No wow, that must be like episode one or two where we, we uh, yeah. that, <laughs> that was before all this took off, I think. Yeah, probably. Well, obviously, there was Just something that sparked you saying it. One random guy's comment, I think. Yeah. 66 episodes later, and that guy is still looking forward to self driving cars. Yeah. They have not come to come to pass. Well, see, I did uh. that comment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true story. Yeah. Feel free to, uh, yeah, is that uh, Matt? You good? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Tony, go ahead. Yeah, whenever you, uh, whenever you're ready. Oh. Uh, well, mine's from TechCrunch, which I, I feel like I should at least one of us should do it because Shane loves that company or that <laughs> site. True story. <laughs> um, and it is BlackBerry Mercury is now the key one, Mercury. and uh, Mobile World Congress is going on right now, and I believe it's always in Barcelona, and it's talking about different phones and different uh, mobile devices. Um, I don't. I think it's still going on, so there's a lot. I think in the next week that will be coming out about it. 
But uh, one thing is uh, BlackBerry, which we all, I don't even know if you guys even ever had, had a BlackBerry. Uh, I actually had two of them back in the day. Um, one for probably about three weeks, but the other one I had um, longer than that, uh, probably a year beforehand, before that or two. Um, and I thought it was really good. But anyway, uh, BlackBerry used to be um, under a company called RIM or Research in Motion. <clears throat> and it looks like, and I didn't even know this, but they were, you know, they, were, they haven't been doing good because of, you know, iPhone and Android, uh, obviously. Um, but anyway, they're trying to make a kind of a comeback here. And it's actually another company, a Chinese company called TCL, that TCL Communications at bottom. Um, there are, and I should say, they, they're able to make BlackBerry devices under this name, uh, under the BlackBerry name, um, but it is TCL. But anyway, uh, this article is, is about this one called, it used to be called the Mercury um, at uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, but now, and even before that, but now it, they changed it to Key One, and it is one of the new phones that's coming out in April. And um, they're trying to bring it back. It's got a physical keyboard, because uh, that's somehow their staple, and they still think people like that. And there are some people out there that like it, but uh, just a quick little uh, rundown of it. It's 4.5 inch. It runs Android 7.1. Um, it's got a, snap, a Snapdragon uh, 625 chip in it. Um, and one, one of the things about the batteries, I'm not too sure with the the uh, mega ohms or whatever, but it's got 3505 uh, mega amp or I don't know how you say that. Um, but what I always like to know is, you know, how, oh, how, in terms of days, it, and they wait, say promises about a day of use. That looks like milliamps per hour. Is that? Is that yeah, is that it? Milliamps per hour. M-A- it's a lowercase m, so it should be milli. <laughs> I don't really know how that equates to like what, what an iPhone has, but they're saying promises a day use, um, and it does have the finger or the finger, the physical keyboard, um, which does have a fingerprint reader um, in the in the keyboard spacebar. Um, and one of the things in the article was TCL slash BlackBerry did ask people if they would still consider a phone with a physical keyboard. Um, and they said of, of however many people they asked, which they really didn't say in this article, they said 25% people would consider it. Um, and then they kind of go off by saying it is the it is for people who were forced into a flat glass phone. Get off our lawn. We want, want our to physical come back keyboards. To something that's more physical. Um, and again, it's uh, it's arriving in the U.S. and Canada in late April for uh, $549, and their main focus is enterprise. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, especially with taptic feedback right now. I, I, I don't know. I, I almost kind of feel like they might have already missed the boat. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? Do you think it's are they, are they one of the biggest? Things? I agree. Uh, I, I, the biggest thing was just that they, they did switch to Android. I thought they had their own operating system for a while, so... Yeah, and they've kind of they have all the apps to go with it, all the so-called BlackBerry apps. Now, I really have no idea what they are. They didn't really go into those too much, but it's all about security and business. That's mostly what they're driven for right now. I'm kind of curious how all those apps are going to work because they they normally assume just the four by three, sixteen by nine screen that you've got uh, as here it is. The keyboard's going to be at the bottom, uh, whereas. The BlackBerry is going to have a 4.5 inch screen. It's probably relatively square. I'd imagine most of the touch mm-hmm. controls and things for apps just may not work the best. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how they they handle that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see they really are trying to keep going with this market that that sort of have slipped through their fingers. I mean, they were they were bigger. Wow, what was it? I don't even know when they came on board. Maybe late uh, early 2000s to. 
I don't know, they probably they had a good run 2000, 2010, maybe 2008. I know the iPhone came out in seven, but it took a little while before everybody just flocked to it and before Android came about. They just pulled um, out of their niche. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They are. There, there's those the people out there that really want that physical keyboard. But I just thought of the um, the Taptic engine now, and especially with iPhone and anything that might be done further down the line. I, I don't know. It's I'm sure they got their work cut out for them. Do, so is it is Rim still there or no? No, I believe Rim is no more. Rim turned. They called Rim uh, changed the name to BlackBerry, and then I think BlackBerry. Oh. I think. Um, I think there might be an enterprise or a corporate arm of them, like with software and with servers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. I'm not too sure. But then I think the phone part of it is switched off to this TCL company. I, I think the real question here, though, is if if RIM had, had started a new project or something when they were still an entity, what what might you call that? Like Like if they started a new job, per se, what might you call that? Over there at Rim, um, Matt. Matt. <laughs> Matt gets it. I probably a Rim career. Yeah. <laughs> oh Could yeah, be. of course, of course. Rim That's project. T- Tony, not picking up on this yet. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Rim, okay, rim work. Okay, we'll we'll let the we'll let the audience decide. Work. That's a good one. I'm trying to think of something else. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, you got it. Tony. So all that's right. your takeaway from the article, hey Shane. That's yeah, that's all I have to input. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, physical keyboard. Project. I like I like physical keyboard when it comes to um regular old typing <laughs> using yeah. both hands. Uh I mean, on the other hand, I am constantly mistyping on my iPhone, so maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think it's a it's a problem that needs to be solved <laughs> because it's it is terrible typing on on a uh a, a mobile phone uh, at least a touch phone i think um i don't know if this is really the solution to that but yeah i don't know i'm open <laughs> open ideas i don't think apple's ever going to do that so <laughs> I, i'm hoping um man i think it was 2013 they were supposed to start putting out those phones with the, with the um, raised tactile uh, screens or whatever I don't know oh, if it wow. ever really ended up happening. Oh, wow. That I wouldn't mind something like that though at some point. Yeah, BlackBerry though, me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, more power to you if you like if you like BlackBerry. I'm it's just not really for me personally. All right, without further ado. You know what really grinds my gears? All right. Well, <laughs> so I think this is this is a topic that, oh, I think, I know this is a topic that Matt got very passionate about recently <laughs> when I was hanging out with him, and it is DRM, or Digital Rights Management, and uh, just a quick, Matt, can you can you sum up real quickly uh, how you would define uh, DRM? Oh, boy. Well, it's any kind of electronic uh, like lockdown on a file or, or something you purchased so, uh, you know, like the, it was originally MP3s where you could pretty much transfer that any, to anybody, give that to anybody, anybody could play it. Uh, then they came out with the uh, DRM version of, uh, I think it's what, Apple's got the, uh, it's not, M, I think it's M4A. Is mm-hmm. it the, Apple's got its own uh, DRM yeah, I version. So. Um, I can't remember the other, oh, all yeah. the other music formats. 
Um, but pretty much anytime you have any kind of content that you want to watch or use or consume, and the file is kind of locked down in some kind of protection, and there's uh, only certain places you can use that file or or do things with it. Um, I'm trying to think that so. Music is a big one. That's probably the biggest one where we've got right now, where there's only certain uh, players you can play it on, um, or you can only have it on one device for who knows many hours, or, or something like that. If you if you rent a movie from iTunes, you get it for two or three days, and uh, that's the the DRM, the, the digital rights digital rights management protecting that uh, from you you watching that a week later. Um, yeah, I was gonna say kind uh, of examples of. It seems like video might even be more. Uh, yeah, what about like DVDs, like owning a DVD, is it encrypted or is that a DRM or is it just yeah. mostly just files? So DVD, actually the media has uh, encryption on it and they kept, they tried to stay ahead of the piraters. So there's people that would break that encryption so that there would be uh, programs to rip a DVD. So you could have the video that you could put on your computer, put it anywhere. Uh, so the, the DRM was trying to stay one step above the people that were cracking all those uh, uh, those different encryption policies. So yeah, DVD and CDs are, uh, I think, I don't know if CD actually had me, but uh, yeah, DVD is a, a really good uh, example of trying to protect some kind well, of Well, that's what, what I didn't get was, like with iTunes, and maybe you'll even get into this, was I'm able to put a CD that I own on iTunes, and then I got a digital copy of it on, you know, that I could put on my iPod or whatever. But I could do that with DVDs or, well, not even Blu-rays, but we won't even get into that with Apple. Um, but I, I was wondering, why, why couldn't I do that on, like, iTunes? Yeah, I think that's the part that drives you nuts is when you when you buy something like that. Um, I think technically you're only buying the uh, the ability to play that content uh, for you're not you're not actually buying the content. You're buying the ability to the rights to play it uh, yeah. on a specific media player. So I buy a DVD of a movie I like. I don't actually own that movie. I own the rights to play it. You know, in this medium that I bought it. And you know, it seems like one of those weird legal technicalities. Oh, it's uh, it, it just. This stuff, the, the, the thing that triggered me the most was uh, I bought a, I'm trying to learn piano with my wife. Uh, it's, you know, it's kind of like a, a fun thing to do together. I bought a piano book um, on Kindle that I could play. I had my, an iPad at the time, an iPad Air 2. I was going to put that on the, the piano, put the music on there, and then start playing it. Um, and then later I sold my iPad Air 2. Uh, it was getting, you know, it's still a very nice device, but uh, just didn't need it anymore. And all I wanted to do now was play this you know, piece of music that I had bought on Kindle, and I couldn't print out a stupid page out of the Kindle to just you know, plop it on the piano and play it. And that was one of the things where it's just like, ah, that just drove me insane. I don't know. And, and we had a few beers when I was hanging out with Shane, so I'm sure it was... Uh, <laughs> oh, is that where I would all just hit the fan? Yeah, this was a... Uh, <laughs> we were doing you know, kind of our own brewery tour. I was uh, with Shane, my brother, me, <laughs> hanging out. This was after a long day of drinking, and I just <laughs> pretty sure I just repeated the exact same argument over and over. <laughs> He's never done that before. No. Like a broken record. Uh, a <laughs> pretty broken record. So, the, yes. the uh, But it's always fun listening to Matt when he's... <laughs> Well, you're irritated about something. Yeah. But the uh the thing uh the, the things that have bothered me about DRM and, and you can stop me at any point, please do if if uh you know this is not actually a DRM issue, but uh you know how iTunes lets you put their stuff on and, and this could be different now based on some of their DRM free um content, but when they limit some of that to five devices 
and I'll get the the message like you have used all five devices. And I'm like, what? What? Because have you gotten that, that message I have. Before? I think I think at least twice that's happened to me. <laughs> wow. So then you just uh, have to yeah. deauthorize everything. Well, I mean, just the fact that you have to do that at all, though, it's kind of well. A pain. And I I hated that when Apple would give you the ability to do that once a year, I think, and mm. you had to talk to someone when I first did it because I would wipe my um, Windows XP machine. I don't know how many times, but I didn't. I never even thought to, you know, deauthorize iTunes. But of course, you can't deauthorize something if you you know, delete, you know, Windows XP and then reinstall it. So I came to that limit pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was maybe 10, 15 years ago. Who knows? Um, now they give you the ability to within iTunes to do that yourself. Yeah. That, and to maybe pick and choose a little bit more. So that's a little better. But they did, yeah. uh, they did that. And I think I heard from you that they let you download your entire music library once a year. That used to be the case, right? And now, yeah. obviously, you can do it any time now. Now, yeah, they've, they've opened that up a lot. And then there's DRM Free, where before you had to install it, or you could only use it on, I think, iPods and stuff back in the day. And now I think you could put it on anything. The other thing that recently I've noticed, or that's kind of bugged me, has been, um, and I, yeah, again, I don't know if this is technically DRM, but... Uh, you know, so with Verizon, you can do the NFL, you can use the NFL mobile app on your phone and watch any NFL game live, but they of course restrict you from broadcasting it on things like Apple TV or, or, uh, uh, what's, what's the Google one? Uh, someone help me out here. Chrome, uh, Chromecast. Chromecast. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no one in the chat room. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> Yeah, so so that kind of sucks. I mean, I get it, but it's clearly, you know, they're just restricting it to, to well, I don't know what it is, <laughs> so that the cable companies can... That, yeah, that happened to me over New Year's where uh, we wanted to watch the uh, the Green Bay Packer game. Uh, I think it was a playoff game, or it was just a very, pretty important game against Detroit, and mm-hmm. someone had uh, whatever the, the NFL package, they could watch it on their phone, but then they couldn't put it on the TV even though, you know, someone brought a Chromecast, I, I think, as well. So it was just... Mm-hmm. How does it do that? Do they know when you're trying to cast it or with Apple's, like, Air? What is it called? I think they Airplay? do IP or something. Uh, my uh, my, uh, my parents-in-law came over and they wanted to watch something on the TV. Mm-hmm. They had something through their phones and it was uh, it was just that they wanted to watch cable through their phone. Um, and it normally lets them stream it onto their TV, but since uh, I think our IP was different on our Wi-Fi, it wouldn't let them watch that and then stream certain channels. Uh, mm. So yeah, they've got all mm. kinds of tricks on their book to uh, to restrict you on how to do things. Uh, and then... What kind of stinks though is there's there's a lot of people like me that I would I want to pay for this stuff. I love buying Kindle books and reading them on, on and then they're just this this stupid stuff comes up. And Ugh. I mean, the, the good news is I've actually. I think I was very adamant when we were we were pretty intoxicated about all right I'm done <laughs> with this stuff, so I have been going to the library a couple times a week and just picking up books. It's probably saved me a lot of money, which has been nice. Oh, not buying know. this stuff on Kindle. I'm going to the library and uh, and renting it. So it's Would, actually been pretty good for me. Do you have um? Do you have like a flatbed scanner? You could just use your Kindle, put it on the flatbed scanner, and then make a physical copy <laughs> what's so ridiculous is i just, just wanted to print off a single page that had a piece of music that i had I had bought and you couldn't just i'm shane yeah, that's what multiple times I, just said it. I disregarded it but you can just take a screenshot and then print that screenshot out so it's it's so yeah. simple to work around it and i think most drm <laughs> is 
super simple to work around. If you actually want to put any effort to get around it, I think it's super simple. So <laughs> it, it's just, there's nothing you can really do to block mm -hmm. this. I'm streaming it somewhere. I can put something in the middle of the stream and just capture that and then record it if I want to. I, I you know, a, a book, I can just take screenshots of all these pages. It's just, it's, it's not blocking really anybody, but it's just making the people that actually pay for this stuff kind of pissed off every now and again. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then the other thing, um, wow, I think I just realized my video might not be in HD for some reason. So it keeps popping up here that every time Matt shows up, it says HD. And then for me, it doesn't, I don't know. It says for you guys, but anyway, Ooh, I've DRM'd my stream. You're not going <laughs> for HD. Just SD. Oh, Tony doesn't say <laughs> HD either. Huh. Am I HD or no? I did I get know. a pretty crappy camera. It only says, it only says HD for Matt when it pops up. Anyway, uh, the, the other thing I've noticed, uh, I recently noticed, and again, this, this may or may not technically be a DRM issue, but, uh, my mom got a new, uh, DVR because she needed to be able to stream six or record six things at once. But when she got the new one, for whatever reason, the Hallmark channel, <clears throat> you couldn't, you couldn't record the movies on there anymore. And I, I don't know if it's like a Hallmark thing specifically, or supposedly she could do this before, but yeah, it was it was weird that maybe it was this particular movie that we were just trying to test that it wasn't allowing. I, I don't know exactly what that it's was. At but... the beginning of the end of Cable, yeah, right but all, here. Of all I'm things, saying. Hallmark, like I know well, the crappiest quality. <laughs> in my, I had no idea my that opinion. different channels would prevent that, but maybe they they're starting. To I would not doubt that. Uh, that does not. Can I just well, say? Well, back before when I was living at home and I had a DVR box, or even with you guys at apartments, we, uh, I, I never was denied the ability to DVR anything. Yeah. Now, maybe it was content, and I have never used uh, a Hallmark, so I really can't speak to that. But uh, I just find that, you know, I feel like a DVR box should be able to DVR anything. Like if you yeah. built your own, you wouldn't have that trouble. Yeah. Can, can I just say, uh, I, the Hallmark channel and, and, the only reason I know anything about this is when I've been over at my mom's and she has it on, I think. And it, it just seems like it reminds me of, it reminds me of, of soap operas in, in the sense that there is like little to no, it is like silence. Most of the time, they don't really have any musical scores or anything going on ever. It seems like maybe once in a while they'll do a little piano or something, but <laughs> it just has this, mostly silent kind of uh feel to it which uh, i think that's what probably turns me off the most i'm sure they do i'm sure they do more music on, on hallmark than they do on even soap operas but anyway i just wanted to throw that out there <laughs> uh what else so it's really hallmark that you hate it's not <laughs> that's uh you know I'm, I'm glad we we came uh to the, the core of the issue <laughs> and it is like when Matt was talking about the Kindle and kind of a little under the weather alcohol wise, and you were, were you talking to him about Hallmark and he was talking yes. to you about Kindle? <laughs> just, no, I don't. Two of us <laughs> arguing, no one's listening to each other. We're just <laughs> look here, yeah, my Kindle page. You know what else? No, you know what? Yeah, record Hallmark. Hallmark holidays. They are the reason for those. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've watched plenty of Hallmark shows. Uh, during the yeah, it's... family. Pretty incredible network, yeah. So, was there anything else here that we needed to kind of bring up here? I think that pretty much covers it, right? Sure. I think this was a pretty good rant. I think we pretty yeah. much say why DRM sucks. 
let's get rid of it. Or should we talk about why it's in place because of security, so people can't pirate stuff, take advantage, or do you just want to you know leave it like one? You know, like, I I mean I got to say one thing. So it, let me just let me just ask this question: Is it is DRM different if you're talking about how you know on say the App Store you can only download you know uh, <clears throat> one app and you can't you know, transfer that to a friend or something. Is that technically considered DRM? Because I'm okay with that, maybe, since, you know, I have an app on the App Store. Uh. <laughs> well, they have that family one. What is it, the family mode for, like, Apple? Like, then if I download anything, then, yeah. you know, if my wife, you know, is, is, is if her Apple ID is linked to mine, then she gets everything. Same with mm-hmm. music, too. We share everything. Right, right. Yeah, I think that all kind of fits into the whole... I mean, I don't know. That's yeah. I mean, I, I think that kind of stuff to me, I'm okay with the, you know, one person, one family being able to only, you know, at least restricting it to a single account or or a family account. Um, that I don't really have a problem with because, you know, otherwise. And that doesn't happen with all of them. Like I think the Mario Run game, everyone needs to buy that separately. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Makes and sense. you need internet connection, which I sort of talked about a little bit there, but I don't know if that applies to this. Yeah. Well, that's like Blizzard games too, I suppose. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Oh, the internet connection thing. If you want to play that in airplane mode, that drives me nuts. Yeah. Oh. Like yeah. If you're traveling, if you don't have any kind of connection, I. And yeah, Blizzard has, but Blizzard usually likes, you know, they they're usually with like multiplayer games and things like that, but. You know, playing Diablo, my internet connection goes down. I still want to play Diablo. Yeah, some of those games, well, I should say like StarCraft 2, they, they I think, added an, added an offline mode at one point. But, mm-hmm. yeah, most of their stuff requires an internet connection. Yeah, Mario Run, yeah, I don't... But in Mario Run, no... they, I think that... I thought I read somewhere where Nintendo says, yeah, we do that because we want to, we want to, like... You know, don't worry. We don't have to worry about piracy or whatever. And mm-hmm. then App Store app. Well, that's a big. I think that is honestly a big reason why Blizzard did it as well. Yeah, and, and I think I, to be perfectly honest, I think it makes sense in it in uh, in our day and age with um, piracy being pretty rampant. That's you a know. good point. So we need DRM. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> maybe uh, <laughs> maybe only certain parts of it. <laughs> no, I know. I... Some of it's just ridiculous. Well, I just feel like, especially with a. I don't know, like with even with a book, if you get a digital copy, you should be able to maybe print out a page of it. I don't know with Matt, <laughs> but, yeah, especially with it, music. I mean, maybe not normally like a, a book, book, but like my a, biggest thing is just when I when I was younger, I wasn't buying anything anyways because I was <clears throat> I was so broke. But now that I'm older, I just want to, you know, I, I'm fine paying for stuff. I just want them to work kind of how I'd expect them to buy. If I paid for yeah. something, I kind of just would expect to just be able to use it kind of however I want. Mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest thing that just it's just there's there's people that are are doing good by these companies just buying whatever you know i'm, I'm buying these games i'm buying the, the books i'm buying the music just let me use it how i want to use it and I, I feel like the people that are pirating that you know maybe the, maybe the younger people that just uh, don't have money to buy this stuff they're going to find ways around it anyways or there's people that just mm-hmm. uh, they don't care about i'm not going to buy this book anyways but you know, maybe I'll, I'll get it for free and, and I might read it. Maybe, maybe not. So it, it's just, it feels like it's, it's harming the people that actually want to use these products and are willing to pay for it. Uh, and then the people that <laughs> don't care about it probably have more time to, to try and get around those, uh, 
uh, you know, whatever blockades you put out up there anyways. So. There's a blockade. Yep. <laughs> well, that's almost like the argument with like, I, I'm sure why Steve Jobs, you know, came up with the idea of like uh, iTunes and he went all to, to these, uh, I, I suppose, music content makers of like, you know, there's people that want to buy this legitimately and want to, um, I, I know this is a different part of it, but you know, they, they want to do this versus having to get it illegally. So, yeah, I mean, true. just like what you're saying, you want to get this good, but don't restrict it, you know, or uh, I'm going to go to the library. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> with the music industry, I feel like people are, and um, this might be totally, you know, I don't, I, I don't know anything, so I'm just rambling here. But uh, <laughs> it's you the buy something on back in the '80s. You bought something on cassette. You'd have to buy the exact same thing on CD. Now you have to buy the exact same thing on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they just, you know, for people that actually want to pay for this stuff, they try and make you pay for it multiple times, or they, uh, and that that drives me. You get kind of, you get jaded by that pretty quick if you've ever been burned yeah. by that. You know, you get burned once, and it's like, all right, I'm just done with that. Yeah. I got it on the the forty four the uh, I don't remember what they call the the bigger record the uh, the eight track the cassette the CD and the most recent was probably DVD to Blu ray uh, yeah. and now there's there's less like that or maybe if you bought something on iTunes and standard definition and then wanted to watch it in HD you'd have to rebuy it in HD yeah. that's kind of then four K eight K well Disney yeah. likes to put stuff in the vault and then in ten years release it. And then they, you know, have a nice marketing campaign, you know. Oh, yeah, the remastering. Let's buy it again. And it's digitally remastered. So mm-hmm. there's your other copy. Even if you already have a oh, Blu-ray one. Star Wars is just the worst with that, too. Star Wars is a big <laughs> one. But, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe something changes with some of these streaming services where you can just pay, you know, a monthly fee for some of this stuff to get it whenever you want instead of owning something. Yeah. I mean, maybe that could help maybe alleviate that a little bit. Seems to be the way things are going, yeah. <clears throat> Or have, my only problem with that one was just, and actually we just kind of remedied this weekend. Uh, was the I thought it was like the Indiana Jones, where it's Indiana Jones, uh, not the fourth movie, but the first three were just really good, and there was mm-hmm. no way to stream those unless you bought them. Uh, not actually they're on Amazon Prime right now. I watched them all this weekend, uh, but it's just there's certain movies where they kind of rotate off, and they're just not on any streaming service at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's no way to watch it unless you buy it. That's a good point, man. Maybe I should do that for my next movie night. I don't, I don't know yet, but <laughs> not, yeah, not bad one. I don't know how long it's going to be on Amazon Prime, but uh, it was <laughs> nice having them all, all there. Nice. Did you watch the last one? Um, the last, oh, I didn't watch episode four. I watched the uh, <laughs> episode four, episode four. Yeah. Whatever the LaBeouf, LaBeouf. I don't even think, gone. I don't think LaBeouf. I actually watched his, uh, he's got a whole big YouTube thing on just where he says, just do it in front of a blue screen or a yeah. green screen. Yeah. It's hilarious. Just do it. Watch, watch there's all that. The there's that so Sia good. music video where he's dancing around in a cage. And then there's I don't that, think I've uh, seen his just do it. What is it? Is he trying to sell it something? Says, just Wait. do it. And then people did all kinds of stuff. It, I don't think he's that bad of an actor. I think that this movie was just horrible. Yeah. But you watched it anyway. I don't think LaBeouf had anything to do with the movie. I think it was Spielberg. <clears throat> His infatuation with aliens, with everything. It just it didn't make sense. Yeah. So it was a pretty good movie. Do it! Yes, spoiler alert. <laughs> just do it! That's the one. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! <laughs> Oh, is it motivational videos? Is that it? (laughs) She's literally just in front of a green screen. So he intentionally did that so people could 
could impose. He must have meant to do that so people superimposed him on top he's, of he's just else. spouting off cliche motivational <laughs> okay what is this <laughs> overacting it's just it's, it's very play good this. <laughs> it's very good do it <laughs> he just, just keeps do it <laughs> just do it <laughs> just do it so just just keeps multiplying in this one. Then this one. Does <laughs> he have long hair now? Yeah, I haven't seen that guy in a while. Oh, there's some good ones here. Anyway, oh, so I suppose we can move on. Uh, <laughs> on that note, XP boost. Today, I will be talking about the Tapo Standing Desk Anti-Fatigue Mat, and that is something I picked up. Uh, I guess I got it off Amazon. I've been using it now for a couple weeks, I want to say, but this is a product by Ergo Driven, is the company, and it is essentially a standing mat with built-in terrain because I don't know about... well. Yeah, let's see. Tony, are you doing? You were doing. You kind of got the desk there. That's tr- trans, a transformer. It's a yes, transformer. Transformer. <laughs> it's a uh, desk. Yeah. And disguise. Well, this desk actually came with one that I don't know what kind of rubber or what that was. It was a flat mat, but it, I felt like I could put my feet down on it. It was a little squishy. It felt really nice. I don't know what kind of. Again, I I really don't know how to describe it. Um, yeah. And I do like that, but. Um, I don't know your terrain one. Kind of well, I had, yeah, I had a, I had been using. Well, and to be honest, I stopped. I wasn't doing the standing desk thing really for a while, um, mm-hmm. but I did have a, a different standing mat that was kind of. I guess it was kind of a gel sort of. I don't. I don't. It wasn't memory foam, but it was like gelatinous, and mm-hmm. it. So it was also kind of squishy the way you're describing. So might have been a similar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you have? Do you, are you you're not using that in like your bathroom now, are you, or something, or is that something else? I thought the mat, no. Yeah, no. Okay, I thought you I had would, like a. Like I mean, a, I suppose it's good. I think it's waterproof, but I. Oh, I, I might be I mixing really up. About it. You might actually have like a memory foam bath mat. I'm thinking of or something. But. No, I don't oh. think I do. All but right. now that you threw that idea in my head, I guess I might. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the problem I experienced, though, even with that anti that last anti fatigue mat I had. It was, you know, you'd run in the issue where you're just standing in place too long and you just, your your legs would get, my legs would get real sore and, you know, kind of, well, not lock up, but you'd just be standing in, in place and, and it'd just be hard on my joints. So this one in particular is kind of meant to solve those types of issues um, so that you're not standing in place for too long at the same, you know, standing in the same place uh, for too long. So it is essentially a trapezoidal shape. That's how I'm describing it, uh, with a raised perimeter all along the outside edge, and then in the middle has this raised teardrop sort of um, hill in the very center of it. the The front corners are a little bit raised up, or the front is is not uh, is a little bit lower, and then the back is also uh, raised. Uh, I think that's the highest point of the entire thing. So, if you can picture this. Now that I'm thinking about it, it, kind of reminds me of a baseball diamond, I guess. Uh, the the way it's it's kind of shaped there, with you know, sort of the pitcher's pitcher's mound in the middle. But the the back, I uh, the raised part in the back, uh, I I 
like that quite a bit because you can do sort of calf raises on it, um, which, uh, I don't know, it, it's pretty, I like it a lot uh, for that reason. The, the remainder of it is flat, so you do have kind of the, your home base, you know, you can kind of go back to just a standard old flat surface, um, just uh, your, leg, your, your feet on both sides of that sort of center hill area. And uh, the product does come with some suggested positions for your feet. You know, they kind of give you some ideas of where <laughs> how you might want to do it. I, I didn't, I paid a little bit of attention to those, but I've just kind of been learning it as I go. And, you know, whether it be just putting uh, one foot over on all the way over to the left and one on the right. So you're just kind of standing on the, on the, uh, the, the curbs, uh, if you will, on the sides. Or, as I mentioned, doing the calf raises in the back, or you know, having maybe one foot on the on the uh, <laughs> someone's putting a bunch of numbers in there, one foot on the on the mound in the middle, and then you know, both feet on the mound in the middle on the sides of it. You know, all kinds of crazy things you can come up with. But the point is, and I think what Tony maybe is highlighting here is that uh, it's kind of meant for you to be doing it subconsciously more so. And I've I've mostly found that to be the case where um, I'm not necessarily thinking about it too much as I'm, you know, sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. But, you know, uh, at the very least, my feet are moving a lot more than they were uh, with the previous one. And therefore, I don't notice nearly as much, um, nearly as much, uh, 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 what am I trying to say here, (laughs) Uh, soreness in my joints from that. So, yeah, so far, I it, it seems, yeah, I'm going to say it, it's been noticeably better, but at the same time, I have noticed uh, the occasional bit of soreness still, oh. even even with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think it's it's certainly better, though, than, than what I had before. So, Tapo is $119 on Amazon. So, that's another reason why I'm not, you know, that, that is kind of a bit pricey, and I guess you're paying for sort of the research that went into that and being ergonomic and everything like that. That along with the, you know, that I'm still getting a little bit of soreness there. I'm going to give it a, not a 4.9, <laughs> a four out of five. I don't know. Did one of you guys say it? It's, <laughs> 4. 9. it's four out of five. I'm giving it a four out of five. That's what I remember doing. <laughs> uh, so check that out if if you are doing the standing desk. Um, I know there's a couple other products out there that I can I've considered testing in the past. One of which is called the Worf Board, <laughs> which is like a surfboard shaped uh, inflatable thing. And then <laughs> there was inflatable thing. Yep, <laughs> there was one nice. more out there that I can't think of offhand. Um, but yeah, that is uh, that's that. What color did you get? I got the black one. There was... Uh, oh. So I noticed Amazon has a bunch of extra colors on there, but <laughs> I only have... Uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, the the ERP... What is it? Ergo Driven's website had a bunch of colors uh, from what I could see on their homepage. Mm-hmm. But Amazon just had black and gray listed, so I went with black because I thought gray looked yucky. <laughs> yucky. Yep. So you've been doing the standing desk stuff for a while. Do you, Are you happy with standing desk or you think it's it's a fad that's gonna wear out or i i've always done sitting desk so i'm not, I'm not sure is that I, I like it for the most part um i like the option i don't want to just do a one or 
or just always sit or yeah. always stand. I, I like the ability to kind of um, change that, but then to always change it. So, well, you definitely do still get to the point where you uh, might need to sit down. And, you know, I think it was my, my grandpa who actually initially <laughs> suggested, um, well, he's the one who made my, my little standing desk for work and, and come to find out that you can actually raise these desks up, but you need like a doctor's excuse or something. Uh, but I'm still using, I'm still using that desk my grandpa put together and he, he suggested at one point get you know, a, a stool or something to be able to sit down once in a while. Well, I don't really have that. I do have a, a slightly raised, a chair that that's kind of somewhere between your standard level and, and a, l- a little bit higher than that, that it goes up to. So, um, I do have that to sit on, um, if I do get, and, <laughs> and, and, and a friend of mine, a coworker of mine kind of joked that he wanted to, because, because that chair I have doesn't go all the way up to the that level <laughs> sometimes i'll be sitting there if, <laughs> and I, he wanted to like photoshop me on a, a chopper or something or a harley like because i look like i'm riding <laughs> with my arms way in the air like that mm. but yeah but but i would i would recommend it if uh you know i i've seen some fairly good results from it um yeah, I don't know. Suppose supposed to be healthier for you. Um, I don't think it's great for you though if you're just standing completely in place the whole time, which is kind of why uh, what kind of sprung this on for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I'll have to check that out when I'm at your place next. Nice. Oh, yeah. well, at my place. At oh, wait, my... is this at your? This work is at or... work. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's at work. You don't have a sitting desk at your house. Never mind. <laughs> no. Yeah, I only do sitting at at home. I. I... I have considered doing a standing situation here too. Um, maybe someday, but for the time being, I'm not uh, too concerned about that. Just, just maybe, you know, might work a uh, fair amount of the time, but anyway, uh, we don't have any feedback this week that I'm aware of, uh, or this month, <laughs> but write us in, let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at techies podcast. <coughs> I don't know why I just went into the uh, uh, Butters voice there, kind of. <laughs> you can find us at in. No, 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 that's Jimmy, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, techiespodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Watch and or listen to us at, wait, on <laughs> iTunes. We're on iTunes. Do a little search in there for Techies Podcast. Our website's niceguynetwork.com slash techies. You can find us on Alpha Geek Radio and Stitcher. And we record Sundays at 6, 7 Central at Nice Guy Network. Um, our Nice Guy Network YouTube channel, which still is, until we get 100 subscribers, is going to be difficult to kind of find. You just have to give it a search or uh, go to our website and find us there. You can find our hosts at Tony is at Why Not Big T. Matt is at Hulock, and I am at Shave Mad Ox. Whoops. <laughs> that was uh, that was the feedback bumper. All nice. right. Well, you can find more shows at niceguynetwork.com. That is our show for this evening. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. And until next time, tech or easy.
again. <laughs>